Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Jacksonville, Florida today with my good friend Ruby Escalona of AJourneyWeLove.com. She moved to the city for a job, but then fell in love with the small town feel, even though Jacksonville is geographically the largest city in the United States. In this episode, Ruby tells us why you need to visit Talbot's Beaches, where to find the oldest and largest masonry fort in the U.S. called Castillo de San Marcos, and the story of how she accidentally broke an exhibit at the Lighthouse Museum. You hear about these three unique attractions in Jacksonville, Florida, and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Jacksonville. Before we start the interview, I'd love it if you give my show a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback improves the interviews and helps new listeners find the show. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWall to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey, Rue, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yay. So I'm really excited to talk about Jacksonville today. The Florida Jacksonville, you mean? Yes, absolutely. Are there other Jacksonvilles? Yeah, there's the one in North Carolina that people get confused with. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now this one's Florida for sure. So definitely looking forward to talking about Florida and then Jacksonville. And what's like your connection to the city? It's a bit of a long story, but to make it short, six years ago, I got a job offer to move to Jacksonville, Florida from Manila in the Philippines where I'm originally from. I had no idea what the city was like, but I said yes anyway, because, you know, free travel. (laughs) And I've been here ever since. I haven't left. You've been there, like you said, six years. What's the main thing that keeps you there? Obviously, you know, you have your job, but you can always get a new job. Well, yes, the job, but I kind of like the lifestyle. So I came from a very big, busy city where it's always traffic. So Jacksonville has that big city, but also like a suburban feel to it. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of like what I like about it. It's the biggest city in the United States in terms of size. So you would be like driving an hour and you're technically within the Jacksonville area. I still like it nonetheless, because it's like, it feels so suburban, but it's like a very big city. Sure. Well, the good thing is I think in Jacksonville, you can actually drive for an hour and be driving like normal speeds. When I used to live in LA, I drive an hour and literally go maybe seven or eight miles. Well, we do have traffic during rush hour on the way to downtown, but any other time, everything is around a 20 minute drive. Oh, that's awesome. Especially on the weekends. Yeah. We like it. That's ideal. When people are thinking of coming to Jacksonville, I'm kind of familiar with the state. Where exactly is Jacksonville when you look at the map of Florida? In the map of Florida, almost on the state line between Georgia and Florida, a little bit south of that, within 10 minutes is Jacksonville, Florida. That's where it technically begins. So you're right on the the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, exactly. So when people are thinking of coming to Jacksonville, there's a major airport there, correct? Yes, Jack's Airport. There's also a couple other airports because sometimes maybe you're not going to get the best routing or the best prices necessarily that are relatively nearby that maybe people fly into if they're coming to visit Jacksonville. 
So if you are a budget airline like Freak, um, the biggest airport nearest us that has a hub from a budget airline is actually Orlando Sanford. Okay. It's, I think, a hub for Allegiant Airlines, and it's like around two hours driving south of Jacksonville. But we do also have Frontier flying here now, as well as Spirit and Allegiant as well. Another option is Daytona Beach, but that's a tinier airport compared to Jacksonville. But the biggest airport that's international, that's closest to Jacksonville, is actually Orlando, MCO. So that's around two and a half hours from here. So for our international guests, maybe they will fly into Orlando and then make the drive up. They have to see Mickey for a couple of days. Exactly. So some people actually do that, or some people just fly in through Miami and then get the connecting flight from Miami to Jacksonville. Oh, perfect. Okay, so we're flying into Jacksonville. Let's say we're going to be on a domestic flight. When we arrive there, to get into the city and to get to some of the things we're going to talk about in the episode, do we need to rent a car or is there public transportation? Do we take an Uber? What's the best way to get around? The easiest and best and cheapest way to get around is to rent a car. Uh, It's the most convenient as well because the city is so spread out. As I said, you could be driving an hour and you're still within Jacksonville. So it's easier for you to just rent a car. However, we do have Uber, also Lyft, and also this new thing called Z-Trip. Okay. It's like this cab company that you like order on your phone. So basically, the cab companies have taken what Uber and Lyft have done and applied it to their own business model. Exactly. Right on. That's cool. That's good to know. I hadn't heard of that one before. Their motto says, it's not a taxi, it's a Z-Trip. But it's like for me, it's like the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Okay, so if we're running a car and then we're driving around the city, how's the parking situation? Is it kind of expensive to park? Is it easy to find parking or how does that work? So because Jacksonville is very, very big, just to um, put it into context, we have smaller neighborhood names. So if you're kind of a local and you know your way around, we have names for like downtown area, the south area, the east, the west. So if you are anywhere else except for the downtown area, parking is normally free. Oh, good. However, if you are in the downtown area, except on weekends and after 6 p.m., expect to pay for parking. Okay. Say if we wanted to go to one of the attractions that's downtown and we needed to park there, what type of rates are we looking at for the day? It's around 5 to $6 for a surface lot if you can find any during the weekdays. There are some metered lots on the city, street parking. But you can only pay with coins. Oh, who has those? (laughs) I don't even know, (laughs) which is kind of like a hassle. So most of the time, me and my husband, if we really need to go downtown, we go find a surface lot. Because I also work downtown now, I have a parking pass. So it kind of makes it easier. So listeners, maybe reach out to Ruby and see if you can uh, carpool with her. (laughs) (laughs) So when we're planning our trip to Jacksonville and we know where we're going to fly into and things like that, what time of year should we look at visiting? Please don't come in the summer. It's really, really hot. It's really hot and humid here, even though it feels like it's Florida, but not really. Temps can go up between like 90 to 100 plus in the summer. And unless you're a really beach person and want to be like red from all the sun, (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it because like we do have crazy summers where it rains for like an hour or two almost every day and it's torrential. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting used to that here in Nashville. The last two nights, it's rained pretty hard, and then it's 80 degrees right after that. Exactly. It's an interesting thing. We call it the Florida summer. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like there's a storm, but no. 
Yeah, yeah. So I would say go during winter. We love the winters. <laughs> also spring and fall. Say we're going to come for maybe like a Christmas break vacation or something like that. What type of temperature should we look at around like Christmas time and New Year's? Sometimes it does get cold here if there's like a cold snap coming in from up north. Oh, sure. But it never snows. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we like that part. Yeah, so I mean, maybe bring a light jacket and some pants and you'll be set, right? Yes, you'll mostly be set, except if there's like a winter vortex that suddenly like dropped the temperatures to like 32 degrees. It happened like a few times already, but not every winter. We figured out renting a car, cruising around. What are some of the, the really cool things to do in the downtown area? So in the downtown area, there's the Riverwalk. Some of the bigger hotels are located in that area, like the Hyatt downtown and also the Hilton Doubletree. Then within that area, you could also walk to some of the museums. One of them is Mosh, which is called Museum of Science and History. So if you have children or if you just like museums in general, we like going there. If you have a Bank of America account, debit or a credit card, it's included in part of their like monthly free museum day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, a little hack for that, maybe your kids are too young to have their own account, but they're old enough where you have to pay for them to attend one of those museums. Just add them onto your account, get them a little debit card or ATM card, and then that way they will be able to use that and get in for free for them as well. Exactly. Yeah. So we kind of use that little Bank of America hack because even though we're locals, we don't want to pay. We just go there during the first weekend of the month. And then I think there's another one called Blitz. Oh, oh, this one is not really in downtown. So it's depending on where you are staying. For example, I live in the south side of Jacksonville. So it takes an hour for me to go to the Talbots. Oh, wow. This is actually a Florida State Park. So we really love going there. But it's just that it's a hassle to drive. On the way there, you're going to drive through like scenic A1A, literally where you see the intercoastal on your left and the ocean on the right. It's really nice. Our biggest attraction there is a thing called Boneyard Beach. If you've been to Jekyll Island, they have a thing sort of like this where it's full of like dead trees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the ground became eroded and the trees just fell into the beach and it became driftwood. And it's like really nice for photos. It's nice for hiking and it's really long. So if you love hiking by the beach, it's a great area to walk around in or just sit down and lounge. It's not as crazy busy as other beaches here in Jacksonville. We do have a lot of beaches. It's just one long stretch of sand, actually, if you think about it. But the locals like giving it different names depending on where you go. <laughs> so it's like every single beach, quote unquote, has their own like eclectic neighborhood around it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's how like we call it Jack's Beach. And then there's Neptune Beach. And then there's Atlantic Beach up north. And then there's Catherine Hanna Park. And then the Talbots. So if you look at the map, they're all one contiguous like sand and beach, but because we call it different spots, people get a bit confused. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. So if you tell your friends, hey, I'm over at Jacksonville Beach, it could be miles and miles that they would never find you. But at least this way you say, hey, I'm over at the Talbots. It's probably a little bit easier for them to find you. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. When we're looking at some of the other things to do in Jacksonville, there's a couple of historical forts that are there, right? The two big forts, these are owned by the National Park Service. So if you are like racing to go through all the national parks, monuments, and other national park related stuff in America, I would recommend a visit to Fort Matanzas and Castillo de San Marcos. 
These are within like an hour south of Jacksonville, depending on where you're staying. So if you're living in the south side or staying in the south side of Jacksonville, Castillo de San Marcos and the old St. Augustine area is like 30 minutes away. It's very close. Yeah, that's not bad. And then Fort Matanzas is another 15 to 20 minutes south of the Castillo. And they're both made from this material called coquina. They're the only two forts made from coquina in the U.S. And so coquina, what, what is that? It's a stone coast of shell fragments that are cemented together by the beach. Oh, interesting. In Jacksonville, we have so much ocean and so much beach. If you look at the map, it's like very, very long. We have all this material. And then essentially in the 1700s, they used this material to build the forts. That is really interesting. The good thing about it is Fort Matanzas is actually free. Oh, good. Yeah, for the budget-minded people uh, that are listening, always looking for something free to do, for sure. But you just have to time your visit because you have to take a ferry. It's essentially on an island. Oh. So you have to park your car, take the ferry. It's only a 10-minute ferry ride to the actual fort and then take the ferry back. In reality, if you have young kids, it's almost like two different attractions. You got the ferry ride as one attraction and then the fort as another. Exactly. Castillo de San Marcos is actually bombarded by the Spanish during the time when the Spanish and the Brits were fighting over America. It actually like swallowed, quote unquote, actual cannonballs. Oh, wow. Because of the material that they used. It's like I absorbed it instead of getting destroyed by it. It almost absorbed the cannonballs. Exactly. Taking it back to the downtown Jacksonville area before we wrap it up, what are some of the other uh, fun things to do in the downtown area? There's also a few museums. One is called the Cumber Museum, C-U-M-M-E-R. It's free on Tuesdays from 5 to 9 p.m. And also it's part of the Bank of America Free Museums Weekend. Sure. Our downtown area mostly serves sports fans. Oh, yeah. Because you got the Jaguars there, right? We have the Jaguars, but we also host, so if you're a college football fan and you're from the South, we also host the Florida-Georgia games every year. That's one thing I'm learning here now that I'm living in Nashville is that the SEC dominates all the conversation. Exactly. They kind of just drop everything and then (laughs) it's actually more popular than actual NFL here. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can wear like a different NFL team jersey around, but don't be wearing the wrong college jersey as you go to certain neighborhoods. Exactly. So sometimes huge artists would pick Jacksonville because of the stadium to host concerts. Every year we have this event called Rockfest. It's like a big rock concert that happens within five minutes from the downtown area in big, big, big field. So we do get a lot of visitors coming to see that concert. Recently, the Rolling Stones picked Jacksonville as part of their North American tour, which also drew people from all 50 states. So I'm like, wow, that's great. It's interesting that even after all these years, they have such a strong following. Exactly. And also like a bit further south, it's unincorporated city from Jacksonville, but it's only 20 minutes away. Every year we get the Players' Championship. Oh, nice. I love playing golf. I don't really watch it so much, but uh, there are some people that are hardcore fans. We do get a lot of people who are actually flying into Jacksonville just to play that same course that they do at the players. You line yourself up at the tee and you imagine yourself, you know, with like the crowds around and everything. And then next thing you know, you shank it off into the bushes. Yes. And it's also open to the public. You can buy tickets to the players championship every single year. Is that something you got to do like super far in advance to make sure you can get some tickets or 
Is it something that even leading up to it, there's still some tickets available? Well, of course, you've got to get the parking pass if you want to get the tickets as well. Oh, okay. Because parking is really, really hard to get into that area. Because coming as a local, <laughs> it's within like this big housing community. So parking is very limited if you actually want to watch the players and the traffic gets really bad during the games. So what people do is they just take Uber. Oh, that makes sense. Just got to watch out for the surge pricing. That's for sure. Exactly. And then just park like somewhere <laughs> else and take a shuttle or something. Before we end the interview here, don't want to miss out on talking about some of the food that's there in Jacksonville. So what are some of like the places you really recommend when people come visit? Okay, so this one is kind of like a Florida chain already, but it kind of started in Jacksonville. Sure. We really like going to this place called Bento Cafe. All right, what is that? So I'm an Asian, so I really like Asian food. <laughs> this place does Asian fusion. Oh, okay. And the prices aren't that bad. So you can get like an entree from 8 to $12. That's not bad. Yeah, sushi for like 9 and they're very filling. Oh, good. My wife loves sushi. So when we come visit, we're definitely going to hit bento up. Yeah, it's like fast casual. So they have like two branches in Jacksonville. One is like a fast casual and one is an actual sit down. So it depends on what you kind of want to do. Like if you're like in for a quick meal, then go to the other place. It's within like a five, 10 minute drive from each other. Oh, that's easy. So if you type it into the GPS and you figure out you go into the wrong one, you can very easily get to the other one. Yeah, so they call it different colors. So bento blue is their fast casual. Bento red is their sit down. Oh, okay. That makes it easier. So if you do the GPS, just do bento red or bento blue. All right. What are some of the other places you go eat? We like this Thai restaurant. It's way down in the south, almost to the border of St. John's County and Jacksonville itself. It's called Lemongrass. So maybe that's a place you stop on the way down to go check out the forts because you're already going down in that direction, correct? Well, yes, you're going down on 95. But if you do want to go near the forts, I would recommend uh, eating in Colombia. Okay. It's like another Florida chain, but it's within old St. Augustine. It has like South American slash Cuban food. I would recommend like getting a reservation in advance because it's very, very, very busy. Oh, okay. It's really good food. Nice. It's always going to have a little bit of that spice. Exactly. One of the things I really like now that I'm moving to Nashville, barbecues everywhere here. Is there any good barbecue over there in Jacksonville? Yes. So there's a place called Four Rivers. They're closed on Sundays. It's like a Chick-fil-A thing, but yeah, they're closed on Sundays. But if you do go try their barbecues, it's really good. Okay. So is it more tri-tip or is it chicken or what, what type of barbecue do they specialize in? They have all sorts. You can get chicken, you can get the pork, you can get the beefs. It's more like a casual thing where it's like, do you want the brisket? Do you want this? What size do you want? Okay. And then you sit on like a bench and then eat it there. Nice. What do you get when you go there? I normally get the brisket. Nice. I love me some brisket. <laughs> <laughs> I just had some of that last night, actually. So yeah, that's awesome. They also close early. So if you do want to go, just go there before 9 p.m. Okay. So like if maybe my wife and I, without the kids, are coming down and we want to go out, maybe get some drinks at night or like a nice dinner, where should we go for that? One place that we discovered recently is a place called Cow Ford Chop House. It's smack dab in the middle of downtown. It's a pricey like steak joint, but their rooftop is open for happy hour. Oh, okay. So you can get quick bites to eat with like drinks without spending all that cash for an actual fancy sit down. I like that. Good food and then also a nice price tag. 
Exactly. It was built in like a historic building that they just renovated. And it's very like new. They just opened within the past few months or so. Okay. And yeah, it gets happening. Nice. So I'm definitely adding that one to my list. Okay. And then uh, lastly, where should we go for dessert? What's a good place maybe to satisfy your sweet tooth? There's a lot of cupcake places. My favorite one is called Sweets by Holly. It's in a place called St. Johnstown Center on the south side of Jacksonville in a huge mall called St. Johnstown Center. So they're like all the, like the really gourmet ones all, with all the cool flavors? Yes. And for ice cream, it's a chain. They have it mostly in like St. Augustine and here. It's called Kilwins. So um, you could like grab fudge or ice cream or like the apples that are covered with chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they have that in Kilwins. <laughs> You're talking about all these good places to eat. I'm uh, I'm starting to get my mouth watering and uh, ready to <laughs> ready to chow down. Yeah, I'll be like eating around here. <laughs> There's so many places to try. Well, Ruby, I really appreciate you sharing so many good things about Jacksonville. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal in your town, where should they go and what should they eat? Bento Cafe. All right, so we're going to Bento Cafe. What's the number one thing that we should make sure we don't miss? We have a fight with this, but my husband likes the sushi. And he basically tried everything in the menu already. My favorite go-to is called the Beef Bulgogi Rice Bowl. I like it because it's got the spiciness of the beef and also the base of the rice. So for me, I like that mix. But my husband loves and swears by the sushi because you get a lot of sushi for the price. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's like that frugal side of like you get that great quantity. My wife, like, she loves sushi, but she also loves things that are spicy. So. We may be there for a while trying to figure out what to order. Yeah, and if you're a local, you can do what my husband did and try everything in the menu eventually. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you lived there for about six years now. Uh, what's one of your most memorable stories of living in Jacksonville? So one time I was going to this museum in St. Augustine. It's the lighthouse, actually. And there's this attraction where you can lift up a pail of water because that's how they like brought water up to the lighthouse in the old days. And I actually broke the handle of that historic bucket. Oh, no. And then on my way down, it looks like somebody already fixed it. But all my friends were like, it's a historic bucket. How can you break it? I'm like, it said <laughs> lift it up just to check. Well, you don't know your own strength, Ruby. That's what they were joking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were freaking out because they're like, oh, my God, how much are you going to pay? And then they didn't. They just fixed it. Oh, yeah, especially if it's something of historical significance. If it's broken, you really can't assign a value to it. It's like they can't go down to Walmart and go get another one. Yeah, it's because it was a bit loose anyway. So, yeah, everybody still jokes about that. <laughs> well, it sounds like you survived and you didn't get arrested or get charged for any of the money. So that's good. Okay, so time to celebrate. Nothing bad happened. Where's the best happy hour in Jacksonville? I would recommend for value for money, the Cowford Chop House place. The vibe is good and you get the feel of the upscale restaurant without actually dining there. So you get like the best of both worlds. Exactly. But like the younger crowds actually go to this neighborhood called Five Points. And they have so many new bars and pubs popping up that I really cannot keep up with them anymore. Once you start having children and you start uh, being that responsible adult, you don't really go out to bars as much as you used to. Exactly. But this one, that Calford one, like me and my husband went there, he was impressed. One of the things I always do whenever I travel is I check out the local pizza. Where's the best pepperoni pizza in Jacksonville? 
So I don't know if they sell actual pepperoni, just pepperoni, but they mix it up with a few other things. We do like this place called V Pizza in downtown. I don't know how they stylize it, V's or just V. Okay. So if you do a quick glance, I think it's just V Pizza. And we'll include it in the show notes for everybody listening. Is it more of like a deep dish pizza? Is it thin crust? Is it the square Sicilian type? What type of pizza is it? It's a thin crust, but they make it on a wood fire oven, if that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. So you actually feel the freshness of the pizza and do not miss out their wings. Their wings are also amazing. Oh, okay. So you get a little pizza and wings. Exactly. You add in a beer and I'm happy. I think they do have beer, but yeah, V Pizza. It's in San Marco. So we'll add that to the map as well. We're going to close it out here. What's your best travel tip? Travel hack. Always travel hack. (laughs) So when you say that for people that are listening, maybe don't really know exactly what that term is. What do you mean by travel hack? I'm not from America. My husband's not from America. So every year we try to go to our countries. Okay. And in order for us to save money, a flight to Europe normally costs like $1,000. A flight to Asia costs $1,500. We use airline points Mm -hmm. to get from like Jacksonville, especially because we need to get a connecting flight from Jacksonville anywhere where we need to be in Europe or in Asia. I do that myself. I actually just booked a trip for my son and me. We're going to Amsterdam and Denmark to go see the original Legoland in Denmark. That's cool. Yeah, my husband's been there as a kid. He said he loved it. We're definitely looking forward to it. You know, a lot of people say they don't travel with your kids when they're so young that I can remember everything. But like something like that, there's only so many ages before they start thinking that Legos aren't that cool anymore. You know, so I got to take him. He's eight years old. He's going to have a great time. Yeah, he may not remember everything, but he will remember some things. Absolutely. Ruby, again, thank you for being on the show. I've learned a lot about Jacksonville and I'm looking to make sure I, I go out there and see everything we've talked about. If somebody wants to reach out to you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how people can connect with you on the internet. So yeah, my name is Ruby. I blog, travel blog at ajourneywelove.com. Yeah, you can follow our website. I'm fairly active on Facebook. Yeah, you could also hit me up Facebook or on Twitter, maybe Instagram, or just shoot me an email and I'll be happy to answer questions. Absolutely. And we'll have links to all your social media channels and your website on the show notes. Thank you so much for telling us all about Jacksonville. I look forward to seeing you the next time at, at FinCon. And also, whenever we go to travel to Jacksonville, we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks. Big thanks to Ruby for coming on the show and sharing her awesome tips for Jacksonville, Florida. Show her some love by visiting her site at ajourneywelove.com and following her on Twitter at ajourneywelove. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Jacksonville, Florida. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Jacksonville. We want to say thank you to AwardWalt for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. You work hard to earn your travel rewards to make your vacations affordable. AwardWallet makes keeping track of those valuable rewards a piece of cake with a simple dashboard. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. For questions about an upcoming vacation, visit the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook for the best trips from travelers like you and me. Join us next time as we head to Santa Barbara, California to speak with Lauren Wood of travelisthecure.com. We'll talk about the best places to sample wine, touring the Rose Gardens at Old Spanish Mission, and hiking the Inspiration Point for incredible views of the city, beach, and ocean. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 